1: went to the Monday night football game uh, Raiders Chargers but around 11 p.m. at night I watched that Warriors game oh my god I am my excitement level for this Warriors season is
2: as high as it's been for a while
1: that was we're gonna get into it but my man
2: You came back from the the Raiders-Chargers game, so you're probably in a bad mood. I came back from New York three straight days of drinking. I'm hungover. I'm miserable. I watched the game. I'm in a great mood. So both of us, both of us just get having the Warriors bringing us up down from wherever we were, giving us serotonin, uh, it just feels incredible. So, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We're recording, as you always say, Tuesday night, October 5th. Guess what we're doing tomorrow, Sam? Guess what we are doing tomorrow? I'm so excited
1: about this. We are having our first watch party with our new partners, Playback Sports. This is the coolest platform I've messed with uh, maybe ever. Like I almost don't want to tell people what it's going to be like, but like (laughs) this, this could change the way we watch Warrior games together. Watch party premium subscribers only. If you're not a premium subscriber and you want to get into it, feel free to subscribe. 99 cents first month, $5 a month after that. But we're gonna be doing these all years. If you miss tomorrow's watch party, where you know it's not a big deal. We'll be doing another one in a couple of weeks. First one during preseason
2: honestly might be a little funny because Andy and I will be working out the kinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not exaggerating. This is the best technology that we've ever ever dealt with. I mean, I'm just I'm excited because it it's coming at a time where the Warriors look like they're, they're going to be pretty freaking good again. Um, so, you know, we're not going to be angry watching it. Brad Wanamaker just saw that he signed with the Pacers. He's not on the team. You know what I mean? Kelly Oubre. He really yeah. is a perfect Pacer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet he'll be fine. Um, but, you know, Kelly is not on the team anymore. The Warriors got guys who can play basketball. So, anyway, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the Warriors are playing the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is going to play basketball, Steph Curry, all those guys. So, it's going to be incredible, man. Jordan Poole is going to play basketball. Yes. yes so, yes.
1: should we start there? I mean, yep. I feel like we've been saying this is going to be the year of Jordan Poole. Um, maybe a sneaky, most improved player candidate. And, my God, game one. At one point during it, I was like, dude, "He looks like Gilbert Arenas," and then I was just like, oh, "I got, I, I got to calm, I got to take off the, the, you know, the the sunglasses, stop drinking the Kool Aid." But my
2: God, did he look good, right? I, I was a little bit uh, reserved coming into the season about Jordan Poole. Just, I mean, it's well, look, we're, we're showing clips of him playing in the Drew League. I mean, what does that even mean? Kevon Looney was scoring in the Drew League, but after that game it was the preseason, but he's out here shooting from 28 feet. He's running on and off the ball. Like he, he looks like he's Steph Curry. I mean, I don't need to talk. There's nothing left to be said beyond that. He looks like he's Steph Curry, by the way, he's playing basketball. He's making the same moves. He's running off screens the same way. He's it just, (laughs) it looks like because he's been with Steph for three years that he's learned all the good stuff that Steph does. And it was the perfect moment where uh, I know Justin Grant, uh had posted this, I think it was the best part. It showed him as a three-level score. First it was the layup left hand. First, then it was the mid-range off off screen with Andre Iguodala. Yeah, that, that elbow jumper That elbow jump was just
1: money. Yeah.
2: And then coming back in transition and hitting the 28 three point, uh 28 foot three-point shot off the dribble. I'm just sitting there like, oh shit. <laughs> it, oh man. Like, I know he ha- I know he can do it, but
1: if this is the year he does it with consistency, whew. I mean. The skill set's always been there, but it's coming together. We know how hard he works. Uh, It's a little more exciting because he's kind of a ball handling guard too. Like the Warriors really haven't developed a playmaker since Steph Curry. (laughs) You know, like the the entire like Lacob and Carrera has been like more about developing different types of players. Like most notably like big men because they had all the perimeter talent in the world. They didn't need to develop another point guard. They had... You know, they had Steph Curry. They had Sean Livingston behind them. They had Clay Thompson, the shooting guard. They had Kevin Durant at small forward. Like, not a lot of room for a dude who needs a ball in their hands. Right that's yeah, Patrick McCall.
2: That's McCall, yeah.
1: No. And, and it's just, um, just going to be fun to watch him this year. But you know who I think is the real star of the show yesterday? Oh,
2: whoa, 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 oh no, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. A couple other things on board. Not yet. A couple other things. Um, because I, I noticed this one thing. I want to hear your thoughts. I also felt like his shot is a lot quicker now. Um, I, I just felt like he's pulling up and I, it doesn't feel like I always felt like a shot was a little slow. It always felt like to me, like, I don't know if that will play at the NBA level, but for whatever reason now it feels a lot quicker. I don't think he's changed his shot. It kind of looks the same. Yeah. The form's pretty much the same. It's just, it's just quicker. I, and I don't know
1: if that's, um, I would say it's probably just um, an effect of being in the NBA longer. He's just making his moves quicker. He's not thinking it's a lot it's quicker. Yeah. yeah. He's not thinking like, I mean, he's, Look, he's the same level athlete he's always been. He's a good athlete. He's not like above the rim dunking on people athlete. But like the mental processing speed, I the thing that stood out to me yesterday is like he's not thinking he's just reacting. It's like, that's always my favorite thing about Steph. And by the way, when Steph has a bad game, you can tell he's overthinking things. He's like trying too hard to think things. The best players are just purely reacting. It's not just a Warriors thing. Go to any other team. The best players are just reacting in real time. It's true of every sport, by the way. Like, good quarterback, pure Tom Brady, reacting to the field. Mediocre quarterback play, thinking way too much before they do anything. You know, like I'm not even going to call any of my names because I I watched it in, you know,
2: both the Raiders and the Niners. (laughs) Well, a car is a lot better. But you're you're right. I just uh, he just seems like a totally different player mentally. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing I wanted to point out too is um, I, the Warriors drafted Jordan Poole, and I was very low on him season one uh, because he was bad season one. And I, I don't I'm not going to say weak, because I think you were you were okay. I I was hard because I was like I'm watching. I'm like this guy is terrible. He's I got not I got well.
1: a, I got a bigger soft spot for the guys who who try to just go into their dribble moves and have a little more sauce than that. Right, that's the other thing. That's just like, just
2: fundamentally, I have a soft spot for them and you don't. (laughs) Uh, Neither did Steve, Uh, but (laughs) but it seemed like it's working out. Steve Kerr loves them. And I don't know where you're going to go with this, the next part, but I thought Steve Kerr was happy yesterday. And so, um, you know, so far on that pick, I think the Warriors front office has been proven correct. Um in drafting Jordan Poole now. So, you know, good thing that they're getting their shine. So we, good good more things good coming for for pulling the pulling the gang. My whole thing with Jordan Poole is he's not gonna shoot it at that efficient clip every night because if he does, know. he'd be the,
1: he'd be the best player in the NBA, you know. He'd like
2: be, he'd be Steph Curry. <laughs>
1: yeah, if he's if he's shooting 55% on 13 threes a game, he literally is the best player in the league. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just is. Um, and so he probably is not, but like you I was just impressed with how decisive he was. Like, he if tomorrow, if against Denver or the Lakers or whoever, he goes, you know, two for ten from three, but is decisive, that's fine. Because decisiveness forces the defense to react. We've watched Steph, the best shooter of all time. He goes through slumps, but he's never indecisive about a shot, right? Like, he knows when it's a good shot, he takes it. When When a guy gets indecisive, that's when the defense knows that they've won a possession. And it just throws everything in a loop. Like, I don't want to time to Draymond, but like, isn't our biggest frustration with Draymond like when he gets indecisive with a shot and it's just, mm-hmm. it's a mess. So like long Jordan Poole's play with confidence, the numbers will be there, you know, maybe not to the level of 30 on 17 shots every night. Like actually probably definitely not on that level, but like play with the confidence and the playmaking also, I just want to throw that out there. Playmaking is a little better too. With Part of that decisiveness is he's seen the floor better. Um, yep. Maybe it's because they're running a little more of a simplified read and react system than what they were doing in previous years. But, like, recognizing, drawing a defender and kicking to the open guy, perfect.
2: That's all. Yeah, I, have,
3: right?
2: yeah, I mean, there was the possession where he – I mean, there are other ones too, but he made that pass cross-court to Steph or we just never see stuff that open. Um, he was a good, we saw flashes of, of him uh, passing the ball in year one. That was probably the one thing that I felt like he could do right. that. Yeah. Um, and, and he can, I mean, he can always do it. It's just uh man. If he's going to be able to shoot this, ball, like most of the, you know, some of the shots he took were pretty bad. Um, and they're all, he's not always going to make them, but, You know, he's also going to make a lot of shots in this offense with the shooters around him with Steph Curry and then with Clay coming back. So, um, I mean, we're going to talk about poor all preseason, but damn, game one, whew, that That was was as good as it gets. Yeah, That was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. Now, the
1: real star of the show, in my opinion, light your number one favorite, Steve Kerr. (laughs) There was so much in that game that did not feel Warriors-like and that was my favorite it, like it it didn't it didn't steve is a good coach you don't win three chips if you're not a good coach like it, let's just let's just Respect. be clear about that <laughs> but <laughs> he um like most coaches he's he he can be stubborn time to time right and um i think last year our big frustration was it didn't feel like they were evolving it felt like he was trying to fit players into the old system. And he didn't have a He didn't have Livingston. He didn't have those guys. You can't ask Jordan Poole to play like that. You can't ask Kelly Ubre to play like that. When I watched him, you know who I you know who I saw? I saw the mm. Utah Jazz. Mm. And by that I mean the Utah Jazz also move the ball and get a ton of threes up. But they're not as picky about their shot selection. I could never imagine Steve Kerr, even last year, being cool with Jordan Poole pulling up from 28 or doing a lot of the things he did. But part of that, I think, is learning to let go and give his players a little more freedom. And the results were kind of
2: paying for themselves. Yep. I uh, okay. So let's let's break down a little bit. I think the first part of what you said with Steve Kerr's system. I think what that's what I took out of it. Um, I took out of it that with the players that the Warriors have, Steve Kerr is extremely happy. I mean, the guy is smiling ear to ear pregame, postgame, during the game. It's just the type of style. Jason wins, baby.
0: Jason wins this year. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, I mean, when he's making jokes like that, I mean, he's also off Twitter now, so you know he's in a great mood. But When you've got guys that make the right plays on and off the ball, um, that's a Steve Kerr system, right? Uh, I think some coaches they'll live with some guys make the wrong plays, but the, if there's one guy that's gonna hate it, it's Steve Kerr. And so I'm watching Nemanja Bialica drive and kick to the corner. Even the Kaminga had a few possessions where he where he drove and kicked to the corner, and I'm like. I don't know if Kaminga's doing that in, in the G League last year. Like, those are things that I'm sure that this coaching staff, especially Steve, has taught them. And you need to play that way uh, to play in the system. Ubre couldn't. Wiseman year one couldn't, right? A lot of those guys last season couldn't. Ken Bazemore really can't. Uh, not that type of style. So I thought that was the number one thing that stood out to me. Like you said, they need to play that, re- uh, that react style. Now, the other part is the Utah Jazz one. I think that's fascinating. Because um, I, I think if you're... If you're saying it from that perspective, Utah Jazz, one of my favorite teams from last season, if you're saying they're playing similar to that way, that's a lot of regular season wins. Because the Warriors have better three-point shooters than those guys. So let me let me,
1: let me me back this up because I feel like this is – sometimes you and I get shorthand because we, like, talk so much that, like, people don't understand the inside joke. But, like, I think there's no team who gets more wins based on their system than the Utah Jazz. Like, I don't – Think Utah has overwhelming talent I just think they play smarter than everyone in general like just just to be blunt like Rudy Gobert is a good player Donovan Mitchell is a really good player guys like Joe Inglis uh Boyan those guys they're good players like everyone would like them on their team but that's not the like talent DNA of a top seed like let's be real about it right and you find every year in the playoffs, that's kind of why they fall short, because they they feel in some ways like Oakland A's-ish, where you're just like, you have like a very good formula, but like at the end of the day, like you can't smoke in mirrors when all the talent's out there and trying at their hardest, right?
2: Wow. Just the, the self-own. I did not see that one coming, but yeah. It,
1: it is what it is. Anyway, um, and, and I love these, and, you know, I, I think they'll be – well, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is I don't think there's a team in the NBA who generates more wins above their talent level than the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Like, you put Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in a team that doesn't optimize them in that capacity, they're not dragging okay. them to a certain number of wins. The way that, like, you could put LeBron or KD in any system, they're going to drag you to a certain amount of wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. What I saw with the Warriors was a lot of similarities to what I like about Utah, which is we are going to take more three-pointers than you. We are going to move the ball to open shooters. We are not going to make good the enemy of great. That's one thing Utah does that I really like. So people say, you know, Steve Kerr has always been a guy, pass the good shot for the great shot, right? Yep. yep. Utah is kind of like, if it's a good shot and you're open, Take it. And when I was watching the Warriors last night, like Jordan Poole obviously took some like Clarkson level shots, <laughs> right? And he made them, and that's fine. But the confidence they got going to generate that many I agree. you're not gonna, you're they're not gonna get up 63-3 pointers all the time, but you're gonna have a very hard time beating the Warriors if they take 10 more threes than you. I I,
2: I hey, I'm with you, all, and that's where that's the stuff that doesn't really that doesn't make us think of steve kerr that makes us think of a more modern type of offense right because we see kerr is traditionally
1: (laughs) just like an execution perfectionist like he wants the best shot possible which like i
2: i don't have an issue with but like it's, it's also- hard to get that, though. You know what I mean? If you yeah. only have Steph Curry as your primary playmaker. And, and you know, like Otto Porter and Nemanja Bielitsa, who are the large additions on this team, and actually Avery Bradley is the guy that came off the bench, the first guy that came off the bench. Those guys aren't getting you great shots at the rim every single possession. Like, let's be honest. Those guys are probably good enough to stand in the corner, shoot a three, make a dribble or two, and make a play. That's it, right? And you're right. I think that's where... That's what we wanted to see. Now, it's hard to do that last season. That's why it's tough if you're in Steve's position. It was hard to play this type of style with the players they've had last season. But now oh, – You don't think Kelly Uber is that guy? Don't think so. Don't think so he's that guy. And I'm watching this game, and I really – I watched the first six minutes on my phone. I was in an Uber back coming back from SFO. I watched the first six minutes, Sam, and I just I – I watched and I said, oh, shit. this is, This is exactly what – exactly what we were hoping for when we spent all off season saying, you know, maybe if Alvin Gentry wants on this team, it'd help him out a little bit, just get a little bit more modern, just kind of do what everyone else does, but better because you've got Steph Curry. So of course, you're going to do it better than everyone else, especially offensively. So uh, their offense has flowed in a way that I don't even think players are thinking out there. I mean, you mentioned this earlier. It doesn't really feel that way. That's the thing.
1: And it's, it's, it's about having ball movement, but being simple with it. Just pass it to the guy who's open. Drive, kick, 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 tick shot. It's not, they don't need to run so many intricate five guys moving off ball to just, like, generate one shot. It doesn't have to be that complicated. I think, in general, I was watching a team, and I'm like, they're going to win a handful of games if, if this style continues if this is like actually who they are, this wasn't just like a one game troll job, you know, if this is like the team they are, which I kind of think it is based on the personnel and everything I'm seeing coming out of the team, they're going to win a bunch of games where they play mediocre just because they have a better shot selection than you. Yeah. yeah, The math, exactly. The math is going to win them a bunch of games. And you know what, if we want to make one more baseball analogy, Giants won 107 games a large part of that was just math. A large part of that is like, we're going to play the smartest way possible and we're going to win certain games where maybe it's not our day. But if you do the right things, you have the right process, it's going to come out on top. Oh, and by the way,
2: the Warriors still have Steph Curry. So that always helps. Yeah, I mean, do the Giants don't. Giants hit the most home runs in the league. Um, so, you know, maybe, I don't know if that's a direct comparison. The reason it kind of is, but, There's the know, reason there's something there. Home runs
1: <laughs> tend to, the the teams who make the playoffs lead the leagues in home runs and give up the least amount of home runs. Yeah. I so mean, there's there's a direct comparison between the two. So there's also like the comparison between like in the playoffs, you can't always play for the long ball. You kind of have to be able to manufacture a run. Sure. But like, sure. as we said, did the Warriors get to the playoffs last year? Kind of would be nice <laughs> to have like a nice little like three or four seed and then worry about what comes
2: next then. Yeah. I, and then hopefully then Clay Thompson's on the team. Right. And like you don't have to. I mean, we're talking about relying on three pointers, but Klay Thompson is, is the second best three point shooter of all time. So if you're going to ever rely on three pointers, you're going to rely on Stephen and Clay. Um, But that, we're jumping the shark. Uh, I hear you. I hear you on the on the scheme part. It, the other thing I noticed is every single player that they have is just perfect. For whatever the hell this is that they're running, <laughs> like uh, Steve, Kenny, uh, Jama, I don't know, uh, you know, whoever these guys. I, every single one of these guys, Otto Porter's happy as hell playing on on this team. Nemanja Elites, Avery Bradley's a perfect fit for this system. Like if there's one guy that I think is going to make the in t- Federer, he shot off, but he, awful, he.
1: I thought he played well otherwise. Like. On another day, he goes 3-for-6 from 3 instead of, what was he, 1-for-6? Yeah, I, like,
2: oh for 5 I don't even know what it was, but like JT, go down the list though, Sam, like JTA, Andre Godala, right? All these guys. I mean, just, yeah. it's just, it's perfect. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which allows them to guarantee the best price on all of the NBA tickets. So listen to this, Sam. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, Tick Pick will give you 110% of the difference. In 110%? 110%. Oh, man. Of the difference in the purchase price. So... As we all are, and as we'll get into, into this podcast and for the next month, uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, all these guys that you're going to want to watch at the Chase Center this season, TickPick has you covered. All you have to do is visit TickPick.com slash light and use the promo code light years to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors basketball
1: So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the new veterans. star of the show is Otto Porter among the Mm. new veterans. Mm. Uh, I love this quote. Your guy. Your guy. Post game, they asked Otto about playing the system. And he goes, I played kind of this offense in college, Princeton, pass, cut, shoot, you know, move, that sort of thing. That's kind of why I thought he'd be a good fit. I didn't know if he was in the right physical shape, but I'm like, I know he can play in the system. He obviously shot the ball well, but like he's shot the ball well for his entire career. And I just couldn't be happier because he's one of those dudes who you love him in a specific role, but you're disappointed with him if you want him to be the man. But on this team, he doesn't have to be the man. He knows how to play basketball. There's not a lot of 6'9 guys who can shoot the ball at that clip and also make the recognition to make the extra pass.
2: I think he was phenomenal. I think he's going to be a key piece for them all year. Huge, huge piece. I, I said it a month ago. I could see him closing in front of Andrew Wiggins, and uh, you take away all the weird Andrew Wiggins stuff. We're not talking about it this podcast. But he is just a perfect fit if you're closing with a guy at the four. I mean, let, let's say end of the. I'm again. I'm I'm going. I'm fast forwarding six months. But if we're talking about Stephen Poole, I have to be on the court at the same time with Clay. Then you put Jamon at the five, and you need another shooting piece that's somewhat of a big auto Porter is perfect. In that role, um, he looks. I don't know if he looks skinnier. I, I kind of can't say that he looks skinnier. To me, he kind of looks. I think a,
1: he. I think he. He looks like he a lost little bit ten to fifteen
2: pounds. Okay, I, I'll. I'll. You know. You know. We'll, we'll, we'll give him that. He, he seems skinnier. He seems happier. I mean. Um. And he, so there's that. But um. I just. You mentioned when you first brought him up. I think before anybody brought him up. Um. As a as a Warriors target as a Nick Batum type, as someone who uh, didn't try as hard on a shitty team that he signed a long contract for. Um, And I think this is probably a similar situation now at this point, Sam. I mean, if he stays healthy, the guy is basically that version of Nick Batum. He's going to be a $15 million player playing for the vet minimum on this team. Like he is probably the, what, the fifth most valuable player by the end of the season if he's going to stay this way. It's, 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 It's ridiculous.
1: There's just not a lot of guys in the NBA who are six nine, shoot it at that clip, can recognize and make reads so that they can get you assists and defend a little bit. I don't know where his defense is truly at these days. Like, he's not guarding the best wings or anything. But, like, it's just hard to find guys who can do the things he does.
2: Just point blank. What about Bielitsa? What did you think of him? Uh, both of these guys, one thing that stood out to me is that they're not afraid to shoot. And uh, Bielitsa was, you know, Otto Porter. I thought forty percent three point shooter is gonna be fine. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's got a little. It seems like he got confidence. The Bielitsa, I thought maybe in that Omri Caspi vein, where he might get a little. Nah, nope, nope. He's just he knows what to do. He doesn't. He looks like his confidence is through the roof. He even made a uh, a dribble drive and yeah. passed the auto. I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, could we call it a dribble drive? I mean, he literally took a dribble and, and moved in slow mo. There it looked like me, but. I just – the guy understands how to play in this system. He can defend a little bit, it looked like. Like, he's not a sieve. Like, he's not your typical white he's, guy big he's, sieve he's a smart. He's a smart player, that's for yeah. sure. He's smart I, as hell. I loved it. I just
1: – okay, how about you? To me, like, so, so my big thing with him is I, he also looks like he's in good shape. I think maybe that was the Warriors' market inefficiency. They found two players who are good basketball players but were in bad shape so they can get them below market value because – B has always been able to shoot the ball. Like that's not a question. he no, one's going to tell him he, he did, he, you know, not to shoot the ball. And he's always been a pretty good passer. Like he's got a level of feel. Um, Serbians love him more than they like Jokic because he's always the star of the national team and Jokic doesn't always play for them. So that's like, that's like a real thing. Like he knows how to play basketball at that level. Like obviously a little slow footed for NBA, you know, in sure. terms of guarding the perimeter and everything, but like, for the what the Warriors want, which is like probably like fifteen minutes as like a change of pace guy, I think he's going to be perfect. I think he's going to generate wins. I think he's he's going to be a matchup nightmare because again, when the Warriors get four or five players behind the oh, three point line, it's oh, hard to guard
2: them, man. It's just- oh, I look, I fifteen minutes. I I I can see him playing more mm-hmm. on, on certain games. I mean, he's a perfect. I love Looney. Uh, you know, I love Looney, uh, but man, I, I I can see Bielitsa playing more than Looney. Um, a lot. He's a perfect fit next to Draymond. If Draymond has four shooters around him, it's, it's it's night night. I mean, look, look. Some of the problem with this team, as we saw yesterday, is going to be defense. But you win a lot of basketball games in today's league just playing great, great, great offense. Defense is whatever until you get to the to the to the Western Conference Finals, right? So we'll worry about that then. But what this team needs to work on is offense. And if they can put Bielitsa next to Draymond with Paul, Steph, and Andrew Wiggins or Porter. I mean, they're – they're. how can you outscore this team? Yeah,
1: so I, th- I think it's promising. Um, I want to hit on this, not to end on a bad note, but, like, Uh-oh. what would you consider
2: question marks going forward? Yeah, I mean, the defense. I mean, just it, it was – uh, yesterday it was funny because Portland to me felt a little bit like the Warriors. I mean, they've got Damon CG in the backcourt. The Warriors have Stefan Poole in the backcourt. Obviously, the difference is the Warriors have Draymond Green. By the way, Draymond, and I don't want to twist this, but looks very looks like he's ready to play basketball. I mean, it looks like he's gonna be an impact player come come the start of the season, which he wasn't last season. But uh yeah, I mean you got a lot of players that just I just don't know if they're going to be able to hold up defensively, what they're going to be. We'd be lucky to see this team as a top 15, top 10 defense, top 12 defense, right, this season. So that's probably what's – they're probably not going to be in the true contender tier with Brooklyn, L.A. because of that, Um, I I would say. that That's probably my concern. I mean, do you have – what do you have? Yeah. So I'm curious
1: to see how the defense goes. That's definitely part of it. I, the, the Steph pool combo is electric on offense, but like big minutes, I'm curious how that looks defensively. Like it it is a question mark. Um, For me, it's generating shots at the rim. That is a legitimate question. Now maybe Wiseman helps it when he comes back, obviously he's not playing the preseason, but I'm, I'm watching them and I'm like, if it's not Steph or Poole, who's getting to the rim? Andrew Wiggins has the athleticism. He had a couple plays at the rim yesterday that were nice. But I've watched Andrew Wiggins play basketball for six, seven years. Until I see it with consistency, I'm not like buying that as something. So like my big thing is the Warriors have built the foundation. They can generate all the space in the world that they want. But do they have someone who can take advantage of the, the space and get to the rim? Because they're going to have games where they don't make threes. like That's going to happen when you're shooting that many threes, you're going to be an up and down variance team, right? So the question is, how are they generating shots at the rim? And that's something I want to watch for, because if they're not generating shots at the rim or sorry, making shots at the rim, really, if they're not getting, if they're not converting at the rim, then there's a ceiling on where they can go.
2: Yeah. I think that's where the, leap that Jordan Poole looks like he's going to take is going to answer have to answer those questions because I just don't think there is anybody. We're not expecting Andrew Wiggins to, to okay. answer that question, so it's really up to Jordan Poole, right? Klay Thompson was never going to answer that question even mm-hmm. if he was healthy, healthy.
0: A healthy.
1: A healthy Ben Simmons in this five-out system might yeah. might help with that one. Even, Are we doing you know, that
0: again?
2: We almost went to no, a whole no, no, podcast. No, no, we're not doing almost. that. I'm just, I'm just saying though. I'm just saying. <laughs> um right Ben Simmons would answer a lot I I do not disagree but I I think I don't because I thought that it would be easier to find shooting I I just genuinely I I generally wasn't as concerned about getting to the rim because it was hard for me to know who could do that so it feels like Stefan poor probably gonna be the only guys right but if you look across the league how many teams have more than two guys that can generate shots at the rim efficiently um, outside of kind of the best basketball teams in the league. So I guess your whole your, it's a lot on Jordan Poole, but I think a lot of this Warriors team is a lot on Jordan Poole, isn't it? I just, for them to win 50 games or so, Jordan Poole does have to be a pretty damn good basketball player. And
1: it includes getting to the rim. I agree. All right, man. Join our watch party tomorrow. We'll be back. I'm excited, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm very hyped about where this Warriors is going.